Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Thank you everyone for joining today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. We are your hosts, Sayla and Eileen. And today's guests, we have Katen Patel. Katen is a transformation coach that has helped motivated individuals create breakthroughs and unlock their potential. He has mastered the art of transformation by combining techniques from Tony Robbins, Wim Hof, and Dr. Joe Dispenza. His unique program will give you the clarity and confidence you need to achieve your goals faster and increase your self-awareness. His achievements include earning an accelerated doctor of pharmacy degree, while learning English, building a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio by starting from $8,000, operating successful retail and service businesses, and climbing a mountain wearing only shorts in 20 degree Fahrenheit weather. <laughs> That's really impressive, Katen. <laughs> I had to add a little bit of fun. It was a very interesting experience. Thank you guys for having me on the show. I'm very excited to be here today. Thank you so much. Before we get started, can you give us a little bit more about your background and how you got started in your coaching and your real estate business? Yes, absolutely. So I was born and raised in India. I moved here and uh, I wanted to do pharmacy. So I and I wasn't speaking English when I moved to this country. So I started learning English, got my PharmD. And as I'm working through the job, I just realized that the corporate environment, the values, it's not really fitting what I want to do with my life. So I figured the best way would be to have some kind of passive income. So I started buying properties just as a hobby. It was fun for me. And before you know, one property into another and the portfolio started getting bigger. And one day I realized, what am I waiting for? That perfect day when you have the passive income, when would that really come? You have to make the jump. And I also wanted to do an MBA and I realized, why don't I buy a business that I know absolutely nothing about, turn that around, that would be my MBA. So then I bought a senior care business and and again, I didn't have any funds, but I knew you have to be resourceful. Otherwise, we always have these challenges. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have the knowledge. And I borrowed funds, bought that business, turned that around, and then I got into capital raising. And through all this, I was doing a lot of personal development, going to Tony Robbins event, Joe Dispenza event, having all kinds of coaches, real estate coaches, mindset coaches, and work on myself. And through all that, I just realized that I just enjoy it so much. I'm so passionate about it. Why am I only sticking with raising capital and doing this thing. So I started doing bigger things with real estate, started syndicating, partnering with people to syndicate apartment complexes instead of buying four or five unit properties. So I got the full real estate experience. I've developed luxury homes from ground up, rental portfolio, uh, apartment complex. And then I add the mindset piece to it because I realized that when your mindset's there, you could do anything. When it's not there, you could read 20 books and listen to everything what you need to do, but you just wouldn't take the action. And I, and I bumped into my coach randomly, Trevor, at an event, and then one thing rolled after another. So that's just like a synopsis of my journey and, and background. That's really impressive background. How did you prepare your mindset to get ready to jump into real estate? So what happened was... 
at, at the first few years, I'm just absorbed in the job. I'm doing my thing. And then I realized one day I asked myself the question, what if they pay me a million dollars a year and ask me, you come in when you want, you leave when you want, drink a lot of coffee and just smile. Would I do this job? And that takes away all the variable, right? It took the money away. It took the hard work away, liking, not liking the job. And, it re- and my answer was immediate no from my gut. And that really made me think, wow, who would turn that down? If Why am I turning that down? And it made me question my values. And I realized my values are entrepreneurship, taking risk. It's helping other peoples. I like freedom of time and schedule, creativity, innovation. And I'm like, none of those are fitting with the job. And what am I doing? So it just opened my eyes. And then it was challenging in the beginning. I did a lot of research, a lot of work, but I just wouldn't pull the trigger of buying a property. And then the first property was a complete nightmare. Everything's going south. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm not letting this thing deter my plan and my vision of making X amount of portfolio within X amount of years because that was my escape. And then I I started that and then I realized that and I have done other businesses before. My family has a business background and I've failed a lot of times. Like I would say at least dozen other micro businesses, nothing substantial, but just small businesses. And through all that, I just realized that you need that commitment because it it was challenging to find the property. It was challenging to find the funds and talk to the agents. But I realized if I don't develop that commitment, I'm not going to uh, get anywhere. So that really helped me a lot to develop the commitment mindset, whatever it takes, whatever you need to learn, whatever you need to do. You need to search 20 properties to find, let's make it happen. So that was like a formation block. So how did you develop your strategy for being committed to doing this type of the business? So in the beginning, it was the strategy was a little bit of hack job. It was just you are reading books and personal development. It's a, it's a little bit of everywhere. But until I hired my coach, I just realized that I was playing such a small game. Because what happens is inherently, we just limit what's possible for us. Like even a thought of, can you do this? And if it's a grand thought, you'll immediately be like, yeah, but I don't even want it. Do I really want it? Like all of this chatter comes up the moment you challenge yourself. And my coach really helped me hone in my vision. And then when I got into uh, Tony Robbins work and Joe Dispenza work, Wim Hof work, and I invested heavily six figures over the course of two, three years, more than six figures into my education by hiring all kinds of experts. And that just honed my strategy. And I realized that a lot of times the challenge people face is they don't have a clear strategy, so they don't take action. But the key is to go with what you have right now. And then as time goes, that strategy would hone in, you'll get more clarity, and it will just take care of itself as as you go along. It's like a work in progress. So when someone tries to start in a real estate business, and especially raising capital, there's always different type of limited belief. How do they get over that fear of starting the business? Absolutely. I specialize in limiting beliefs. I absolutely love that topic. Think of limiting beliefs is basically a software. So if you type 
P on your keyboard, you're going to see P on the screen. If you type O, you are going to see O. So what is that belief? That belief is the code or the software at the end of the day. So what happens with raising capital or starting in real estate? You just have a belief and everybody has a different set, but it's more or less the same thing. If I started and what if the deal doesn't work out, I lose money, I will be in trouble. Or what would my family think or my partners think or what the investors would think? Or if the first deal is bad, nobody would do business with me again. Or I'm not young enough, old enough. I don't have money or knowledge enough, network enough. Something along those lines at the end of the day. So the first thing is to be aware of the limiting beliefs because a lot of times what happens is the imagine a fish swimming in the water all the time. It's in the water so much of the time that it forgets that it's in water. In the same way, in your head, we are in this limiting belief so much of the time that we don't even realize about it. So I'll give you an example. I had this non-real estate. I had this business, the senior care business I was talking about, and I'm spending about 35, 40 hours a week. And my belief was that as the business owner, I need to go to the office every day and I need to be there. Because if I'm not spending 35, 40 hours, it's not really a successful business. So I got aware of that belief. That's not true because I I know people in my context. I have family, friends. One particular guy runs about 70 to 80 different businesses. So I spend a weekend with him and I realized he's not like his businesses are all over the place. He's not there. It gave me a reference experience. And then what happened? I hired a manager. And for the last few years, I was spending three to four hours a week making the same gross amount and the same net amount at the end of the day. Not a whole lot of change. So first, like how I mentioned my belief, whoever the entrepreneur is and whatever that specific goal is, starting a business, raising capital, buying a rental property, identify what that belief is. That's the step one. Now, after you identify that, basically, where did you got that belief from? So a lot of times we pick it up subconsciously through our conditioning from parents and schools and teachers from childhood times. We just picked it up. We are not aware. We just picked it up from some social media post or uh, wherever. And at the end of the day, the belief is either going to be powering to you or it's going to be disempowering to me. So there's no such thing as good or bad. I'm not talking about categorizing, but seriously ask yourself, is that belief powering you or disempowering you? And you will get that feeling. So if my belief is that I cannot raise $5 million a year, that seems like a lot of money. I just can't do it. It's not really giving me hope. It's not serving other people. It's not giving me any energy. So we know it's not on the right track. Now you investigate, where did I got that belief from? Is it because somebody said that to me or I just took it from somewhere, whatever it is, if you know it's good. And then you start changing it by putting positive reference experiences. So if other people have done it or not. So same thing with Wim Hof, like in the beginning, climbing a mountain in 20 Fahrenheit when it's snowing in short, it just doesn't seem possible. I had a limiting belief and it's just as a little extreme example, but then I went with Wim Hof and he has world records, 26 world records, doing all kinds of crazy things in ice. And what happened, my mind saw it's possible. 
it's a reference experience. So you find somebody in that area or domain or read about their book or podcast or something that gives you a little bit of reference experience. And there's a whole process. So I'm just summarizing everything here. And then you recondition that belief over and over by making a list of those positive reference experiences, reframing it. And once you do that, things are going to change. And what's going to happen? You're going to get some results and you will immediately question, if I could do this, what's the next thing I could do? And then the whole circle starts from there. So it's very important to pull from your references to create this belief table and do all this positive stacking to put your mindset in the correct place. Absolutely. You have, and everybody has something that they accomplished and they went through some difficulty, but you know what? It's human nature not to think about it, forget about it. We are too busy running, chasing the next thing. But if you look back, you just have a whole bag full of these accomplishments, right? So you use those reference examples. So for example, pharmacy has nothing to do with real estate. But if I'm able to get an accelerated doctor of pharmacy, not even speaking English, it means I was able to do something. And why wouldn't I be able to translate that? Now, real estate has not necessarily anything to do with coaching people and me tapping people's potential. But again, if I could build that portfolio from 8,000, you could do this, you get the skills, you meet the people, you get the gist of it. That makes sense. So from your experience, when you first started real estate investing, is there any tip or tricks for someone who just started and once they go past their limited belief? And is there a procedure or something that you follow as a daily habits to making sure that you keep in track of those beliefs and moving forward? So in general, uh, a morning routine is absolutely necessary because think of the limiting beliefs and negative thoughts and emotions are weed in the garden. You could just have a great weekend drinking Corona, pull all the weeds out and the garden's looking great. And what happens the week later, they grow back. So you, you have to keep trimming them, right? You keep trimming them so the same way uh, and everybody's different. There's a lot of flexibility in terms of that, but have some kind of 30-minute morning routine, whether it's just being grateful, doing meditation, affirmations, writing journal, breathing techniques, visualizations. There's a lot of stuff, whatever that suits your flavor and your system, but doing something so you remind yourself what your goal is today. It's in the forefront of the mind it doesn't go back. What actions are you going to take today that are in alignment with what we are trying to achieve? And what are you going to do today that you that is not in alignment so you'll avoid it? So you are becoming more and more conscious of those behaviors and that belief. So when the day happens, you've already replayed it a little bit in the mind, right? So for to get into that type of habit, how long does it usually take? Is it something that happens like overnight or a few months or a couple of weeks? That, that's a great question because we all want to develop these positive habits. And it, the habits are challenging. To Old habits have all this energy and pattern. So it is challenging. So I wouldn't say necessarily it's about a particular time. It, it depends on the, the degree of the habit, the difficulty of that. And overall, you know, what your whole routine and, and program is. But the one tip or few tips I could give you is a lot of times the big problem is people have unrealistic expectations 
So what happens is, okay, working out five times a week is great. But if you haven't worked out in two years and you are just going to start and you go for two weeks and then what happens? You miss a few days and you're like, ah, I only worked out three days. It's not happening. So the change cannot be that gradual. You could make change so small. James Clear talks about this in Atomic Habit. Great book on habit, by the way. And he talks about this, make the change so small that you don't even notice it. So like just very small, cutting your portion or whatever, or the morning routine, if you can't do the full 30 minutes, at least sit for five minutes, five minutes and get into a habit. And then very important is if you can't do it, then just be patient with yourself, have a good positive self-talk because what happens the moment you get disappointed, you're in low energy and it's going to attract same kind of thoughts. And then the cycle repeats and then you get frustrated and you're like, yeah, this is not working out. And it's a process where maybe you had amazing two months and then you did a dip, then you grew up, then you dip. And, and then over time, you, you just have to trend positive and then you, you will lock it down one day. Thank you for that. What has been the highlight of your real estate or coaching journey? So I would say in terms of real estate, the biggest accomplishment was I was able to raise close to $10 million in the last two years. And that was not even using any marketing. Like I have no podcast, barely any blogs. That was just built on referral business. And that was just done just while I'm doing these other businesses and stuff. So very proud of that part in the real estate segment. And in the coaching segment, the best feeling is when you have a client and you show them the bigger game they could play at and you help them break that limiting belief and the results they get... It's just at another level. When they tell you, yes, I don't want to buy this five-unit building anymore. I want to buy this 50-unit building. How do we make that happen? They have this hunger, desire to just better themselves, get in better shape. I want to be financially free. I just emotionally, I just want to feel happy. And uh, there's nothing like that. And I love learning and I've gotten more and more modalities. And I have coaches, even though I'm a coach, because I'm continually learning to get better and better at it. And I truly enjoy that. So that has been a great journey and highlight. Absolutely. You can definitely tell you're passionate about the coaching and the real estate aspects of it. What is one thing that set the successful people apart in real estate investing business? I would say I would go back to the commitment piece. Definitely. Anybody who's successful in any kind of real estate, they are just committed. So when you are committed you just try things, they don't work, you find the next thing. It doesn't work, you find. You just stick it around. You just don't think this didn't work, should I fold it up? They take the action and they leverage their emotions, they leverage that time, they have a strategy. And when you combine that strategy, leverage, uh, committed and take consistent daily action, sooner or later, you are going to get results. And what is your current focus or your next focus that you're looking to um, achieve or to grow? So I'm just focusing on my coaching. Real estate is great. I've enjoyed it. And I just do it passively on the side. A few things, it's fun. But my focus is to build programs and systems to support entrepreneurs, real estate or other just to untap their potential because I sincerely believe that 
all of us have so much potential, but for one or another reason, we really don't tap it. And it's really different for everybody. Not everybody wants to become the real estate millionaire or have a business. Everybody has their own desires and we all are capable of doing it. But what happens is our mind has this negativity bias from evolution. So we keep surrendering to these lower states and beliefs, which are not really true. So I'm working on those things that has been my focus and my mastermind group telling real estate, showing real estate entrepreneurs in a group coaching setting, how to raise more capital, how to get over the beliefs, how to market, how to build a system and scale your business. So coaching has been my focus. What tool or techniques have you used to improve the efficiency of your business or your personal life? So it would be all of the coaching tools that I'm educating my clients with. Pretty much I have used it. I was my first client. And my goal was never to be the coach. My goal was to find all these tools and techniques. And last year alone, I went to six countries. I've done four or five different week-long workshops, whether we are talking from meditation or we are talking about rapport building, connection techniques to energy management, uh, whatever it takes. So I have all of these little pieces uh, from different perspective, from Wim Hof to Joe Dispenza to Tony Robbins. And I've collected it and I've mastered the art of using the right tool or suggesting the right to the client when, when they are. So if their challenge is decision, then I will give them tools to how to get to a decision, get better at making decision or how clarity is a big challenge for a lot of individuals. So I've developed this process called the clarity cycle. I'll educate them on that. And and so basically different tool for different need. And I've collected it throughout the experience and obviously some failures and low points in business and real estate as well. But they always teach you. They always give you some feedback. Great. Thank you so much. And if our listeners wanted to find out more about you and about your business or your coaching career, where can they go? Absolutely. They, I'll be happy to do a complimentary session for anybody that wants to do a discovery and figure out more about where they are stuck, where they want to go. And they could email me at Katen, that's K-E-T-A-N at KatenPatel.com, K-E-T-A-N-P-A-T-E-L.com. And I'll be happy to connect with them. Thank you guys so much for giving me the opportunity. I absolutely love this and I love sharing the message and talking to you guys. So thank you so much. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.